Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. How many camera stores do you like see on a regular basis? Like, you're walking around in your life, driving through the city. Not as many as there used to be. Most of, wow. the, most, most of the time you buy cameras, either you buy them online mm -hmm. from a specialized service, or you uh, you get them from someplace like Walmart or, right. or, or uh, Micro Center, the computer store here in town. Because uh, I remember, I remember like we laughed kind of hard when Rick had that Polaroid camera. Right. You're yeah. like, where did he get the Polaroid camera? Where did he get the film for this Polaroid camera? I'm guessing, my guess is that since we know we're in an alternate universe where zombie films don't exist, you know, mm -hmm. I'm also thinking that because George Romero decided to make movies about bridge trolls or whatever instead of zombies, that fundamentally changed technology. And so, like... <laughs> Yeah, okay, sure. Cameras are still, like, a big thing? Like, an important thing? Um, okay. Hi, folks. I'm Tim. I'm Dustin. And Dustin is eating... Peanut butter and graham crackers tonight. Yeah. We're out of Halloween candy. What? It took however long. <laughs> two months. <laughs> crazy talk. So, this is Apocalypse Now. And mm -hmm. this is the... Next week is the mid-season finale yes. of The Walking Dead. So, we are one episode away from that. And tonight was, like last week, about 50% good and 50% bad. And the reason I say that, even though m most of this episode made me very angry, mm -hmm. is because it was beautifully shot. There were moments of quiet in this episode that I thought were really well handled. And I think there was some interesting stuff going on in terms of character development. That said... Most of it involved Eugene, Ugh. and I could just about scream watching him tonight. And they did exactly what I said they were going to Literally do. Literally exactly what they said they were going to do. And I am so mad about that. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. So, over the last several episodes, I have bitched and moaned about the logic... And the time frame and all the things that right. are just like, I mean, the the nit, nitpicky stuff that just bugs me about this show. Because they don't pay attention to things like time and distance. And they're doing it because they're trying to move the story forward. Okay? Right. I, get, I get it. And I'm just one of those people who, who thinks about these things. That said, tonight was a great example of why that nitpicky stuff bothers me. Right. I have to interrupt you. Yes. Because look at the swoosh that I got on this peanut butter. You can't eat that now. I can't eat that. You can't eat that. You I have, have to, that like bronze. That's down. gotta be like how that is like the perfect that is bread of peanut butter. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see this at home. Well hang on, maybe if we Oh do hey, it yeah, we gotta we'll, we'll put a we'll put a picture up here. Um, I'm not sure that I anyone probably will. Be on the show. <laughs> I'm gonna save that one for last. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm literally changing. <laughs> it was it was almost peanut butter art. Yeah. I have I have three children, and I love them. I do, um, but it takes a lot of energy. It's I burn a lot of energy taking care of them. Of course, but they're all small children. They run around and they move and they're quick. And so the reason that they're I end wily. up eating yes and angry and oh so angry. The reason I end up eating a lot during this podcast is because I put them to bed. The Walking Dead starts at 8, unfortunately, here in the Midwest. And my children's bedtime is at 9, so we don't get to watch it while they're awake. We have to wait until 9 o'clock. So I put them to bed. Which is also why you hear us complain about how late it is. Right. We have to get up in the morning. Yeah. Even though you're going... It's not that late. Not well, that yeah, late. it is for it us. It is for us. Sort of. It's yeah. a sliding scale. We're old. But, so, I put the children... I, I We eat dinner at 6 mm-hmm. in the evening. And so then I put the children to bed at 8, and we lie here and we watch the show. And so at about 10 o'clock, when we start to record this podcast, I'm like, it's been four hours since I've eaten anything, and I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why I'm always kind of noshing. For those of you who are wondering, why is he always what's, chewing? What's on the show? gimmick with the with Dustin and him? Like the first twenty minutes of the podcast, he's chewing on something. It's semi a joke and semi I'm just like hungry because <laughs> now it's you know <laughs> now it's a thing that happened. Anyway, all right. I hate the way Eugene talks. Oh God, I hate it. I hate it, and I hate the way Negan talks. And the two of them together. Because it is two people who writers love to write for because they have such interesting vocal and, like, the way they talk is so interesting and so, like, whatever, because it's not how a human would ever speak. Right. Well, the difference is that Negan is always performing. Right. Negan is always, he's he's playing a role that he just plays naturally. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not like a, it's not like with the... The king who switches it on and off. Mm-hmm. Negan is invested in this, but it's a it's a part. It's a very right. dramatic part, and it helps him run his world. Eugene is just annoying as all hell. Right. True. Yes. I just hate him. I do not like. And the funny thing is, is that the actor who plays him, mm-hmm. I've seen him other things, and like when. When At Midnight was still on, he would be on the panel, like, a lot. And he's really funny and, right. like, very personable. And we just saw on, on uh, Talking Dead tonight mm-hmm. that he's going to be on Broadway. He's got mm-hmm. a show coming up, which is great. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's very personable. He's very funny. But Eugene is just the worst. Oh, the worst. We have mentioned this before, by the way. If you've ever listened to this podcast where we've discussed Eugene, the worst has come up a lot. We, te- we talk about him being the worst almost every time we talk about him. Because he's the worst. Right. And... This is a very Eugene-heavy episode. Uh, yeah. And, okay, I love character episodes. I do. Mm-hmm. Because for a show that is often about people making questionable decisions and running around and shooting... And, and doing all the zombie things, the character moments, when they're done well, mm-hmm. are very, very good. The scene tonight where uh, Gabriel is, is lying in the bed and he's talking about faith mm-hmm. and the light is coming through the window. It's a beautifully framed shot. And it's so 
slow. It's mm-hmm. a very quiet, slow-paced scene. And it was really well done. Right. And he's looking at Eugene and he's saying, you know, is it too much to consider the possibility that there's a place for God mm-hmm. in your life? And Eugene, Eugene's reaction is first denial. Mm-hmm. He says the idea is ludicrous that there is a God. And then uh, Gabriel points out, you're a man of science a year ago or however <laughs> long ago, would you expect the dead to be walking? And Eugene's like, a burger. You know, you could almost hear the record skip. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's a beautiful scene. I thought it was very well done. And if the whole episode had been like that, mm-hmm. I would have been, well. Still probably annoyed. Yeah. But well, here's it, a. All right, so Eugene has got a lot of things going on. Right. He knows that Dwight is is the traitor. Right. Uh, Gabriel, who got sick from Walker Guts. The first person on the entire show, at both shows, right. to have gotten smeared with Walker Guts and have an infection develop, which developed really quick. Yeah. Now, admittedly, dead intestines... Intestines are not things you should smear on yourself anyway. Mm-hmm. Kids at home, do not smear the intestines on yourself. But the dead, rotting intestines... Yeah, okay... It happened really quick. Mm-hmm. We were kind of surprised because we're like, well, how did this happen? Well, I think we even said, like, if he had been bitten mm-hmm. during the him and him and Negan escaping from the trailer, they would have shown us the bite. Right. So, and so tonight we find out it was just an infection and it's, an, it's from the zombie But guts. it's really fast moving. Yeah. And it's basically infected his organs and he shut but it down. But he wants, he's told Eugene, he wants Eugene to... Uh, help him get the doctor and get out of there. Right, because the doctor's actually from the hilltop. Right. And Negan and the, Negan's people came and took him away, and Maggie's, of course, There's pregnant. The, yeah. and, oh, yeah, so it, we, we're, we've got the episode, the second, the episode plays t- twice. Mm-hmm. And so it's a beautiful scene. I mean, look at that. That's framed gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, it's almost like a still. Uh, but. Okay, so that's what GD does that. And he does that. And Negan's like, figure out how to get out of this situation with all the walkers or I'm going to kill you. Well, and, you know, Negan is saying, I'll kill you because it's the nice thing to do. Right. Because otherwise we're, you know, you're, you're going to die terribly. And, you know, the situation is bad. You know, the sanctuary is surrounded by walkers 20 deep. Mm-hmm. And it's not looking good. They've got a day to two days of food, mm-hmm. water, um, and an inability to cover windows. Right. Which I'm very confused by because they there's a scene where they show them barricading the door, putting a new, you know, wooden plank across it, and right next to the door is a window. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, why why, why aren't you covering the window there, guys? Are you, are you trying to have the zombies come in? Walkers are very polite. <laughs> now, they did that so you could have the shot where the walker hands are up on the window. Again, it's a beautifully framed shot. It's very creepy. It's very cool. But it's also, like, really dumb. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, this is the kind of thing, this is like the 50% where I'm just like, why are you making me angry? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I love a good shot. I'm, I'm a visual person. I love good cinematography. I love a well-framed shot and dramatic coolness and all that stuff. But you're 20 deep. I mean, the right. pressure is going to go like, anyhow, Dustin. <laughs> well, I was annoyed this whole episode because of, you know, Eugene is 
such a freaking coward, and he's, he's, like, the way he talks annoys me, like, as I said, it's very writerly, or, you know, a writer deciding that's how they want a character to talk, right here, right here. Yeah, well, and, and it's, I completely get that we've established Eugene as one of those characters who will have, you know, where he could, if one person would use one word, Eugene would use five, mm-hmm. okay? And it's an affectation, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And the way that, but the way that they write him, the things that he says mm-hmm. are just so freaking ludicrous. Oh, yeah, there's a, whole bunch, there's a whole bunch of scenes tonight where he basically is just rattling off some of the most nonsensical, elaborate, annoying phrases. And yes, I completely get that's part of his character. Mm-hmm. But it's an affectation. It's an affectation for Eugene. We've seen Eugene not talk like that. I mean, he's not... He doesn't have to talk like that. Right. And he talks like that because he's nervous. And I get that. And oh, blah, blah, blah. But it's really, really annoying. Super annoying. But anyway, he's in a very st- high-stress situation because there's all these things going on. And... Uh, it does not help that Daryl has decided that he is the dumbest person on the face of the planet. Let us review again the time frame of this whole sequence. We're talking days. Right. We are not talking weeks or months. We're talking days. Right. And there was a plan. Right. And the plan was surround the sanctuary with zombies. Mm-hmm. Let them stew until they were ready to surrender. A couple of days. Only a couple of days. Take out the outposts mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Uh, leave the main sanctuary surrounded by walkers mm-hmm. for a specific number of days. Mm-hmm. Then go back in and ask for their surrender. That right. was the plan. Right. And shockingly... The plan is working. The plan is going great. We should make a note of this. The plan is, in fact, working. Yes. Rick's super happy about it. So super happy that he decides to go and talk to the garbage people. Oh, no, he's still stuck at the garbage people thing. And that's when we get to the... He's having his sauna moment. He's He's in there just going... This is nice. Relaxation. Oh, yeah. So the garbage people open the door. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a guy doing sketches of Rick. Right. And Jadis is standing there. Jadis? Yeah. I just want to say this wrong. I just want to say Janus. Um, But Jadis is standing there, and she's got a vintage camera with vintage (laughs) flashbulbs. And I'm thinking to myself, I own vintage cameras. I don't know where to find those flashbulbs. You're not going to find them in a junkyard. No. It's a cool thing. I mean, it's, you know, basically she pops it, you know, she takes the picture and then pops the bulb out of the camera. It's really kind of a cool little effect. Right. But it's also like, oh, where the hell did she get this? Right. And why does it work? And you're going, where are they developing this yeah, film? Yeah, where are they developing the film for this, for the, yeah. Where'd she, where's her dark room? Where's, where's Jadis's dark room? Where's her bedroom? If you... <laughs> I mean, you look at this. You look at this junkyard, and it's just there's all these little open spaces, but there's never any sign of habitation. We don't see where these people actually live in no. this space, and we and that's okay. We don't actually have to see it, but it also is, 
you know, you have no sense of, of what these people are really like, aside from being weird as hell. Rick's like, okay, guys, seriously. Um, Let's you... join us. Join us again. We're, I'm giving you a second chance to... Join to... us or die. Yeah. And, and she's like, turn. And he's like, why? And she goes, taking a picture. And he's like, why? And she goes, so we can sculpt you after. He's like, after what? And she just looks at him and says, after. After. He's like, fine, whatever. And he goes back in his cage. And so then later they take him out and they're starting a new... What was the name of... What was the Walker creation that they had? Oh, I don't remember. They're starting a new one. He's got a new helmet and they've cut off his lips so he's just teeth. Right. And he looks like he's going to be pretty cool. And he's got... And they've, <laughs> and they've got him on a pole that's wrapped around his neck. Yeah. They've got a strap around his neck. So they're using him. They're directing him. You know, they're... And they got Rick on his knees, and the walker's coming up, and and Rick's like, screw this noise. Yeah. And Rick goes all badass on them and yeah. beats everybody up. Right. Breaks Rick. the walker's neck off. Has always got a walker head on a stick, <laughs> which... Uh, sluggy freelance. Yeah, there was, there. A, there was a sluggy freelance character for a really long t- time called Zombie Head on a Stick, and she was uh, a zombie head on a stick. Yeah, pretty much. Um... With varying degrees of intelligence, depending on how high the stick went up into her brain. Um, so anyway, it's actually a pretty cool sequence. Um, Rick does what Rick does. Rick is a survivor, and he basically beats the crap out of these people and gets Jadis on the ground with a gun and face inches away from the Walker head. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Okay, let me explain how yeah. this is gonna go. I'm gonna leave here, and <laughs> I'm gonna come back with my people, and we're gonna kill you, or you can join us." These are your options. There's not a lot of middle ground. In fact, there's no middle ground, mm-hmm. and I'm leaving, and you're not going to stop me. And she's like, fine, whatever. And so then they get into this weird negotiation bit where, you know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take the place and... and oh, she, and he tells, him the, tells the plan. Right, yeah. Which was working, by the way. Should we mention the plan was the plan working? Because the plan was, in fact... Working. And Jadis is like, okay, let's do it. I'm fine, fine with this. Oh, we'll take we'll take half of, of the savior stuff. And Rick's like, no, <laughs> you get a fourth. She's like, a third. He's like, no. no. Poor Jadis. She's, She's like, like, then you, but I, I I get to sculpt you after. And he's like, no, <laughs> you don't. That's I think my favorite little. As much as I hate the garbage people. Mm-hmm. Jadis's obvious crush on Rick. Oh God, she wants to lick him. It's just, I mean, it's, just, it's so obvious. He just wants to. Like, I mean, because uh, she said, like, to, she said to Mich- to Michonne, "I'm going to have sex with Rick after we're oh, done yeah, with this." She, she's, she would be more than happy just to mm-hmm. spend a day with a sponge bath, and yeah, it would be. But <laughs> Rick actually says what. Everybody who watches this show, I think, feels about the garbage people, <laughs> the garbage people, junkyard people, whatever you want to call them. The scavengers. The scavengers. He looks at him. She's. He's like, "No, your weird stuff is not happening here. <laughs> no." And she's just like, "Fine." So they head back over to the sanctuary so that she can see her and all of her weird. Garbage people. And a bunch of Rick's people. A bunch of the people from... Because you can see them pulling up in the truck. And, mm-hmm. and there's... Um, and they go to see... You know, she's... This is the situation. Let's is, show me... Let me show you how well the plan is working. There's a problem with that, though. 
plan to stop working no more. Because of Daryl. Because of Daryl. And it is the dumbest damn thing. I, yeah. And I called it last week, and I feel really, really annoyed you that I was You said literally exactly what was going to happen. So what happens is this. What happened was... So while, while, while Eugene is having his issues inside the complex... Michonne and Rosita and Tara and... Daryl and Morgan have arrived out. Michelle just wanted to go and see. Wanted to go make sure the plan was working. And Rosita went along because she did too. And she was concerned about Michelle. Yeah. Which is great because they stopped the fat lady from singing last week. Right. And so Daryl explains to them that he, his, the plan has changed because he feels like the kingdom's not going to want to fight anymore. Which is fairly understandable, considering and, they've had their forces decimated. Right. And he so he thinks that the best thing to do is to break through a wall at the sanctuary and let the walkers in so that they are now even trapped even more. Now they're... Well, and Daryl is also in the kill em all mindset. Yeah. And unfortunately, we have these little camps that have emerged because nobody talked about the goddamn plan... Um, apparently. Not well enough. Or had these conversations about what to do with the survivors and the prisoners. Again, this is not how right. you run because, a war. Okay, because the, they can't, if the, even if even if they killed all of all of the saviors, what do they do with the people the saviors were... Are they have to kill all those people too? Apparently, because that seems to be what Daryl's mindset is, is kill everybody. And Morgan has moved into that space as well. You know, the kill them all, let God sort them out thing. Which is not how you run a war. And not what he was saying. Um, like, because when he was like, I can't do this anymore, and he wandered away into the woods, my assumption was that he was like, I cannot deal with this war anymore. Not. Well, now he wandered his way to apparently a building nearby. I do not know the geography and, of the situation. And there are also completely... snipers. There are also. He's got sniper command now, and. When that happened, that yeah. happened off screen somewhere. So yeah, it's so they decide they're going to ram this truck through the wall. They're running over a bunch of zombies, ramming them through the wall. The walkers will get inside. A lot of innocent people will die terribly. Well, well, Daryl says the workers are actually going to be okay because they're on the other side of the compound. Yeah, except they're not. They're not. They're he ran a lot them. of people. Innocent, relatively, die terribly. Yeah. Oh, well, first we gotta, we gotta back up, because Ro- when Rosita hears this plan, she's like, I trust Rick and his plan, so I don't want to do this anymore, so I'm leaving. So she leaves, and she's even like, this is not a good idea. Right. This is a bad plan. You should not do this. Mm-hmm. And she even says, I felt the way you felt right. for a very long time. I thought if we could get in there and kill them all, it would be better. But, and it sucks that the the way, the reason that I changed, the thing that changed my mind about rushing in and killing all them was seeing my friend come out of a coffin as a walker. Right. Because that's what she and Sasha did. They went in to kill Mm -hmm. Negan. On a brash, in a brash plan, it didn't work. Yeah. And so, so she leaves. And then a little bit later, as they're preparing, as they're gearing up for this dumbass assault uh michonne looks at daryl and says 
All I really wanted to do was come and make sure that this was our plan was working. And it is working, and I don't think we should do this, and I'm not going to do this. And so she gets out and leaves. Well, she also says, um, I don't think we should risk us mm-hmm. because of this. I don't think it's worth it. And Daryl's like, it is to me. And we just looked at each other and said, why? <laughs> why is it so important to him? Why can't he wait to see the plan if the plan works? Yeah. Again, days have passed. Right. We are not talking weeks or months or this thing dragging out. Yes, he has lost friends. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, he's afraid this is going to go pear-shaped. But for the look, give it a damn chance. This is yeah. crazy. And and unfortunately, because he does the dumb thing, he puts a cinder block on the accelerator, it drives to the wall, breaks the wall open, zombies come in, people die. Right. But, but... The saviors have a ton of automatic weapons. Right. Now, they use them very poorly because if you know anything about how automatic weapons work and you are dealing with things that basically can only be killed by headshots, Mm -hmm. you don't use them as automatic weapons. You use them as single-shot weapons and you do headshots. You've got the high ground. Just shoot the damn things in the head. Quit wasting bullets. But eh, it's a machine gun. Everyone's got to do the whole dramatic machine gun thing. I get it. But so yeah, but essentially, cool. essentially, what happens is the walkers clog the stairways mm-hmm. going up to the to what is essentially a catwalk above the machinist floor, mm-hmm. which allows then once all the walkers pour into the machine floor, the saviors just get all their automatic weapons and go up on the catwalk and mow down all the walkers. Right. Which is exactly what you said they were going to do. And this is. The stupid that our characters are doing right now. I'm I'm waiting for an explanation. I'm waiting for someone to explain to me. I'm waiting for Daryl to explain to Rick why this had to happen this way. Or there's some character to explain it to me. Because right now, it doesn't make any sense. Except for the fact we had to get the war to happen. We couldn't right. just have... Our heroes have a good plan that succeeded. I mean, Dwight is inside the, the, the sanctuary and he's saying, he tells Eugene, we have a plan mm. and it's working. Right. And it's a day, we are a day or two away from this being over. And all you have to do to be on the quote unquote right side is not do anything. Right. Don't do anything to mess up our plan. A lot of people, not a lot of people have to die. We can get all we want is to get rid of Negan. And even a wife, one of the wives comes in and Mm -hmm. says almost exactly the same thing to Eugene. You could have helped us make this place better. Because if we could get rid of Negan, Mm -hmm. we could govern ourselves better than Negan is governing us. And unfortunately, having this all these walkers pour in and him seeing all the chaos that's been caused doubles down Eugene's resolve Ugh. for whatever it is. And there's a couple of, there's a couple of decent moments here that are really good Eugene character moments where he mm-hmm. loses it. Mm-hmm. And he goes storming in to, to scream at Gabriel mm-hmm. how he's not going to do this. He's going to survive. He's going to be one of those people who lives. And that's all he cares about and everything else can go to hell. And it's actually a really good 
scene. Mm-hmm. And the way he keeps calling, he's whenever somebody says, oh, they were your friends, he says, no, they were my traveling companions. Mm-hmm. Because he's really trying to justify for himself these choices that he's made. And he is... Okay, we, we all know that Eugene is a coward. Mm-hmm. And we remember when, when you, the character was first introduced... Memories... The corner of my mind. <laughs> we had a lot of moments where misty watercolor memories <laughs> of the, how Eugene was a jerk. The song stylings of Destinate Air, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He'll be here all week. Try the veal. Don't forget to tip your waitress. So I'm your cigarette girl. But we. We kept saying Eugene was the worst, and there's mm-hmm. a reason for that, is that the character literally is in a show about people who are trying to survive uh, and help each other and sur- build a world of some mm-hmm. kind and find a place to, to be safe. This guy is a parasite. Mm-hmm. And there are moments throughout the course of a couple of years that he's been on the show where Eugene had his hero moments, moments. good moments like where you could see like his resolve has like where he could see that resolve and Mm -hmm. that's night tonight we saw a a good a moment where eugene had a moment of clarity and a moment of resolve unfortunately it made him double down on the savior side instead of but again it was because of something so freaking stupid that daryl did they got a lot of people killed. And, like, we're watching, and I was like, I even said to Tim while we're watching, like, this does not look like nobody was living in this section. There are, like, couches and lamps and yeah. stuff set up. Well, not only that, you've given you've given the saviors a reason to fight they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. They already had a reason to kill Rick and everybody else because they're a threat. Mm-hmm. Now they're a threat who got more of their people killed. Right. And some of them are going to be innocent people that these people know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they wanted a justification for actually going to war, right. they just gave it to them. And it's just insane. And I'm, I realize, okay, I realize that we are moving the story to the point where we're going to have all-out war so we can parallel some of the stuff in the comic and have them reach the whole thing and do all the cool stuff and big dramatic things. I would love to... I, will, I would love to re-edit that commercial <laughs> where you know there's the scene where she like rides into the tunnel on <laughs> her bicycle no I want just like the other the shot I just want to do like it starts off exactly the same way and then she rides in the tunnel on her bike and then it clips to the other side of the tunnel and just the bike rides <laughs> <laughs> so if you folks have not seen this commercial it's a com- it's it's an iPad commercial yeah and it is shot really pretty. It's got a, yeah. it's got a good a, music and engaging like engaging young actress yeah. uh, who's who's riding around using her iPad in really creative ways. And mm-hmm. Dustin said, "I hate this commercial." I said, "Why? It I, looks it's great." And he goes, "You haven't seen this commercial?" I said, "No, I don't watch TV uh, except for things like The Walking Dead." And he's like, "Watch, Hang just on. watch." Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> and. It gets to the other commercial, and the little girl's lying there in her backyard with her iPad, and the neighbor lady comes over and goes, hey, what are you doing with your computer? And the little girl goes, what's a computer? <laughs> and I'm looking at it going, what? <laughs> what What the hell? And Dustin's like, 
She has brain damage, Tim. It's clear she fell off the bike and hit her head really hard. And, you know, somewhere her mother is going, oh, no. <laughs> Not like, again. Like, what is this? It's, what is wrong with this kid? It's a computer, kids. It's, I don't, kids at home. I own a Mac. A, an I, Mac, Apple products are computers. Tablets are computers. Oh, God. So Our phones are computers. Oh, yeah. It's just, uh, it's a... Stop it. I don't understand what's wrong with this commercial. It's just so bizarre. Anyway, but we digress. As usual. Oh, we didn't even talk about Red red Machete yet. Oh, God. So, well, hang on. Hang on. We'll get, we'll get to Red Machete in a minute, because it sums up everything about this episode in many ways. So, inside, um, while, while Eugene is having this existential crisis, there's some really cool moments. Again, they're cool character moments, and this is why I say 50% of this episode is okay. Mm-hmm. Now, they involve Eugene, but the stuff about him dealing with trying to drink himself into mm-hmm. oblivion and throwing up because he's not a drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene where he figures out that audio, you know, he figures using the iPod, even though there's no way that iPod stayed in Sasha's coffin in this right. society. But it's in Sasha's coffin. and it's, But it's a good scene where he, he goes up to the coffin and he, he you know, flashes back to her yeah. coming out. There's these great... Tiny touches that are in the midst of Eugene's dialogue driving us nuts. Mm-hmm. And Daryl ruining everything. Right. But, you know, it, these little moments where he figures this out. Eugene is intelligent. And when you give Eugene a chance to show his intelligence, quietly, mm-hmm. quietly, just music and maybe the occasional, no. Uh, uh, just don't, don't, don't talk. And just show me the thing. It's engaging. It's interesting. He's, you know, he builds a glider or a little remote control airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Out of uh, parts he finds and he puts the iPad on. It's like a mini, it's a mini fat lady. And Dwight ruins it by shooting it out of the sky. Mm-hmm. But there's this scene where... And this but of again, course, and this is all two seconds before Daryl comes in and ruins everything. Right. This is very, yeah. And... But there's a scene here where Dwight's got the gun to Eugene's head, and Eugene looks at him and says, "Doesn't look at him. Doesn't look at him. Sorry, he's got yeah, he's completely he's got the gun to the back of Eugene's head, and Eugene's like, you know, I'm going to take my chance on doing this thing, which I think is going to work. Mm-hmm. I can give up or I can not, and it's a good scene. And Dwight makes a decision, and even though Dwight is not the focus of this episode. Mm-hmm. He makes a decision right there to not kill him. And that's because Dwight doesn't want to be the guy who's killing people anymore. Right. He mentions to Eugene that once you start down that path, you become the monster. Right. And you shouldn't do that. And he's been he's been trying to get back since he lost his wife. I still kind of feel like that wife's going to show up again at some point. It's entirely possible. They never showed her. They, I think Dwight... No body, no murder. <laughs> what I always say. Nobody, no walker. But I mean, for that's those scenes are some of the most effective for Dwight in mm-hmm. making us sympathize with Dwight. So, I don't. It's. I mean, it's again. Yeah. We still have the issue with sympathizing with Dwight. Right. Period. But scenes like that are the parts that work for that. Right. Anyway, things go wrong. It all falls apart. Daryl is an idiot. We love Daryl, but Daryl is an idiot. Rick and everybody else comes up and they see that. The saviors have gotten out. Mm-hmm. The walkers are all gone. Rick's eyes are like bugging out of his head. And it's 
the stupid was strong with this episode, and I hated, hated being right. So on that cheerful note, let's go to the let's go to the red machete <laughs> section of the show. Because the red machete section... Well, the daughter has been abandoned. Right. Well, we're not following her anymore. I did not realize we were seven episodes in to red machete until tonight when it was like episode, episode seven. I would just like you to know that I can only remember the previous episode to any of these episodes. I can't even tell you. I understand there are people in the first six episodes. Right. It's they all did about a thing. The, the teenage I don't know. girl and her... Dumb father and her moron baby sister. So basically the story of the Red Machete is, this is the tale of idiots. Yes. Who pass the Red Machete on through being stupid idiots. Mm-hmm. And dying dumb. Right. Because tonight... The guy who found the Red Machete in the house last week... Also found the, the, the iPod tape player, whatever it is. Plugs in the ear, earphones... Makes himself some food. Gets attacked by a walker. Starts person. cleaning up the machete and like sharpening it and stuff. With the earphones in. And a walker comes up. And Sitting in the middle. Oh, and he's in the middle of the woods. Because let's not forget that he... Uh, that when you're, you know, out in the zombie infested places, you should put on headphones so you can't hear mm-hmm. them approaching. Well, apparently that would be the thing to do if you're an idiot. And he dies dumb because he's an idiot. And the red machete will be picked up by the next moron mm-hmm. who will die terribly until it gets to Rick. And, and Rick's had his moment. Yeah, he'll, he'll dumb. find young cannibals with it. I just don't even know what's happening here. I don't know. I don't know why the red machete is a thing. I just don't get it. And I was thinking about this tonight. We haven't seen that red machete mm-hmm. since they got to Alexandria. Because if you'll remember, the mm. only reason that we even knew that there was a red machete in the first place is because Rick said to uh, Gareth, right. see that red-handled machete? I'm going to kill you with it. Oh, yeah. That's the only huh. reason that it became an important thing. And then he that was a p- prophecy fulfilled because he did kill it's him. It's still not an important thing. I don't care that we have a show called The Red Machete. I don't. I it's, don't either. It's, it's not an important thing. But here we are. Ugh. Anyway, you know what I do care about? What's that? Next year, the Disney Channel Zombies movie. They're starting to show. Oh, they're gosh. starting to show uh, uh, previews for it, <laughs> and uh, I'm beginning to think that they don't know what zombies are. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh God. Because it's about, from what I can gather, it's a Romeo and Juliet story. Where there's a boy zombie, where zombies have started going to a regular high school. Sure. And they live in a ghetto. Sure. They're ghettoized, you know, they all live in like a place. And like zombies have green hair and pale skin. And so, uh, they, they start going to regular high school and the zombie boy falls in love with a, with a human girl. Mm Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. they... They are sure. together. And then there's an adorable little Moppet zombie. And she's got green hair and pigtails. And they had a whole one just for her where she was like, What do I want for zombie Christmas? A big bowl of brains. Ha ha, just kidding. Zombies don't eat brains. Cute. Dear, dear Disney. <laughs> don't. don't. Just, just don't. 
It's too late. They've made oh, it. The zombies God. also rap. They're rapping zombies who rap. I don't. I don't. I don't think we're gonna cover this show. We're gonna watch it and we're gonna love it. I don't know if I can take this. <laughs> I will tell I'm, you this. I am a grown human being with a high tolerance for I pain. But I don't this. know if I we can. We were take watching this. the. Tra- I, I pulled up because I was very curious, and I went to YouTube and I looked up the trailer because I have a trailer mm-hmm. already, and it comes out in January, and. I was watching it, and Trinaya was watching it over my shoulder, and that was done. She goes, that was real dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, it was. (laughs) So. From the mouths of babes. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so, obviously, we don't just cover The Walking Dead or Mm. Fear the Walking Dead. We cover a lot of other stuff as well. And in between, when we started doing this uh, as the written version... We only did it for the runs of the show, and then we did other things in between. And we have, foolishly, mostly because we just like actually having adult human contact, um, which you don't get very often because of the kids. I don't get because if I'm not at work, I'm usually editing, which is a very solitary thing. And so we do this because we're alone and sad and, and mm-hmm. just like basically shut-ins. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like human contact. Mm-hmm. And... So we do this every week. So we will obviously, with The Walking Dead having its mid-season finale next week, I don't know when Fear of the Walking Dead is coming back. I don't know when Preacher is coming back. And all these things, we'll let you guys know. We'll be here every week to do uh, another talk episode. Talk about of, something. We'll talk about something. Because obviously there's other horror things we can talk about, and we often do. So we hope you'll continue to join us. That's going to do it for us tonight. Um, everything is terrible. Uh, Done no good, very bad. <laughs> Horrible, very bad day. <laughs> and yet, we've had a good time recording because we always do. Thank you for listening. You, obviously, you can find us on iTunes and podcast.com. Hey, guys, please, if you could, if you could like and rate us on iTunes, it gets attention. That's one of the ways that they actually uh, promote things is the more you we more likes and comments we get, the more iTunes actually promotes stuff. Right. So that actually helps us a lot. If you could let people know that the, we are doing this podcast, that would be great. If you're enjoying your, enjoying it. Or have someone you want to inflict us on. That works fine, too. We're not proud. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, please go ahead and let people know that we're out here and doing this. And if you're entertained, we would appreciate it greatly. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. We'll see you guys next week with more Zompocalypse Now here on Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Or wherever. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Horror For Me Radio. <laughs>